celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is already screening calls. Isn't that usually your job, Judy? Don't you usually do that? I'm a little busy, so she's helping me. She's helping you. You really trained her so well. I know. Thank you. Well, she she needs a little help. She's depressed after losing the election. Yeah, that's uh, that was tough for her, and yeah, that was uh, that was not a. See, you're just bringing it up again. She's oh, getting all upset her. about that. She just buried her head in her blanket. <laughs> oh, my. John O'Hurley will be joining us on the show today. Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. If you're a big Seinfeld fan, boy, he was one great character on that show there. Do these kids these days even know who Seinfeld is? Do these is? kids these days? Did you ever think you'd be saying? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Those crazy kids. You know, every time I hear him talk, even during the dog show, I still you see still Peterman see in my face. <laughs> that wasn't a far stretch for him. And, of course, Dancing with the Stars. I was going to say, he's got other claims to fame, too. Really? And he really didn't uh, do that until he was on Animal Radio. I think that just kind of launched his career. Right? Yeah, he, was, he was on the first one of Dancing with the Stars. 11 years ago? Yeah, he was the first season. He was the very first winner for yeah. Dancing with the Stars. And that was 11 years ago, and we started 12 years ago. We had him on. Notice wow. that? See how that all lines up there? That. Yes, I do. One of the funniest characters on TV was that Peterman character. I love him. So he's on the way right here on Animal Radio. And uh, let's see, just a few days from Thanksgiving, we're all getting in the Thanksgiving mood here at Animal Radio. Uh, we'll be talking today to a guy who says we're all going to die, maybe by Thanksgiving, <laughs> oh in just gosh. a few minutes, uh, from our animals and the zoonotic diseases that they give us. Is that what he's going to be talking about, or am I just kind of no, uh, you're, you're right. being dramatic? Yeah, no, no. Bellishing. You know, AIDS came from animals and all that. So I didn't know that. Yeah, so we're kind of like wondering what's the next big one going to be. Oh, okay. That's all on today's show. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Stacy, what are you working on? So what do you think is too much to pay for a dog? I mean, if you know the dog for a long time and you guys get separated and you offer a reward, I can see 500 a 1000 bucks. But $13,500 for a pedigree dog just because it's a pedigree? This dog was auctioned off at that price. I think that's insane. I don't know. I mean, you decide for yourself. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. That's a, that's a pretty big price there. But I know, Dr. Debbie, you've been offered money for your dog, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. We My, my doggy was uh, retrieving, and he was away at a training uh, place for several months, and they offered my husband $1,000 for him. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. What kind of dog is this? He's a, um, a Labrador retriever. Labrador retriever. No fancy breed or anything like that. No, and he was just very good okay. at retrieving. So $1,000. Which they do. I mean, that's why they're retrievers. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband said, no, absolutely not. Then the guy raised the bid up to five grand. And my husband said, uh, I'll get back to you. Oh. Can you believe that? Debbie has her price. <laughs> Evidently, it's not 5000 No. Dr. Debbie says you can have my husband for 2500 <laughs> <laughs> Probably a cheaper deal. But yes, I told him, absolutely not. I hope you just immediately told him that was impossible. And he just very sheepishly said, uh-uh, I told him I'd get banged up. <laughs> he was in the doghouse, let's just say. Well, there you, has anyone offered you anything for Ladybug? We actually have to pay people to be around Yeah, Ladybug, I have to pay it? people to, to pet her and to pay attention to her. Yeah, no, no one's offered me anything. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, let's uh, take your calls. one 866 405 Five. That is toll-free to Dr. Debbie. She's our veterinarian here. Just in case this is your first week, that could happen. Alan Cable, our dog trainer. Dog father, Joey Villani. And animal communicator, Joy Turner. All for you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Cats are known for napping, but a hard-working cat in Kinokawa, Japan, has been promoted to a special position. Seven-year-old Tama has been named special station master by the Wakayama Electric Railway. Two other cats were named deputy station masters, and all three of them are taking their work very seriously. Their work entails welcoming passengers at the train station. Tama wears his little railway cap, of course, and the other two cats just wear their normal fur. The operator of the shop at the station had been taking care of the cats, but now the railway company is picking up the tab for these hard-working felines for a job well done. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your wild and wacky dream team, animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie all here at your beck and call. That is toll free. To one eight six six, not eight hundred eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We we actually got a call during the week from the people that own the eight hundred number. A uh, so do, you don't want to do the wrong number there. It's eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. On today's show, John O'Hurley. It's sort of a uh, Thanksgiving tradition as we are just a few days away. I Turkey know, Day. Oh, coming up in a few days. Very excited about that, Joey. You must be working on some kind of winter theme for the show today. Yeah, it's time. It's time to get your pets winterized. Okay, you get them desummerized and get them winterized. Get them in ready for that cold weather that's going to keep blowing in real soon. And this does not include antifreeze or anything like that you would do with the car no no, this no is it's all more now. like it's it's more like uncle freeze you know stacy save us uh-huh. <laughs> you know i work my rear end off just to put a few lousy meals on the table each day right sure there's this horse that's making twenty five hundred dollars as a painter <laughs> doing self-portraits to top it off better be a good looking horse i'll tell you more about this coming up hi diana welcome to the show hi thanks for taking my call what's going on oh i have a reindeer who has gotten extremely aggressive. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. But, <laughs> like a reindeer chihuahua breed? A, a reindeer. Randiford Tyrandus. Tyrandus, yeah. Caribou. Okay. Oh, <laughs> as a pet. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I have the largest herd of reindeer in California. So, yeah, they're my pets, but at Christmas time, they work. And this one's gotten very aggressive, and it's a female. I've had her for two years. She's never done this before. She has to go to work in about a week and a half, and she'll be gone for the whole season. And at one point during the time she's out there, I actually have to get in an elevator with her. And the way she's behaving right now, I don't think that can happen. So anybody with any ideas, help. So she's aggressive to you or or to other no, she's reindeer? Gone after, she's gone after two of my handlers. So far, she hasn't come after me. But she's gone after two of my handlers, and just without any warning, just suddenly... Bam. Wow. I don't okay. wants to do and, this anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. And is she is she in a breeding herd or is she kept separate or how is that? Um no, I don't have a breeding permit, so she's not in a breeding herd. Okay. But it is you know, you're right, it is the season of rut, so it may yeah. be hormones, but it hasn't happened before, which makes me worry. The season uh, of what? What was that? It 
it's called the rut or the rutting season, and it's basically the mating season, which kind of falls in the October, November months. That's interesting. They call it the rut. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know his antlers are going to drop soon, right? There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so uh, ignoring Hal here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get over. This is Claus is calling Animal Radio. So, uh, you know, I guess part of that would be, um, and I'm, I'm I'm digging deep here because I'm going to be honest here with you, Diana. I, my my forte is definitely small animals, so I'm pulling out some data out of my uh, rotten brain cells from back in vet school here. Um, and, but even though she may not be bred, um, certainly she may be showing some aggression from just being in that hormonal season. And um, in, in the winter months, the reindeer, I don't know if you've experienced this, but some of the females are actually far more aggressive. And if they're in a breeding herd, they're going to be even heightened um, in their aggression. And that's just because they're you know, protecting their developing offspring. So um, I, I guess this is going to fall into a little bit more of like herd management and population management. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I don't know within the scope that she's behaving or that she's handled right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that um, her behavior is going to be very good for continuing that. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, you may be already a, a member of the Reindeers Owner and Breeders Association. Um, yes, I am. Okay, because I do know that there are some resources with that group, um, with some folks across the country, and they might be, you know, a little bit more skilled at how to manage the population aspect of things. Um, but I, I got to say, gosh, you got to be careful there with the, the, your handlers. Well, yeah, I'm just getting beat up by the boys, but the girls, this is a total, <laughs> totally out of character. Wow, so I just I'm, don't think of reindeer as being aggressive at all. I mean, I, well, you know, when the hormones kick in, they don't have any control over who they are. Yeah. Any deer, they're more dangerous tiger than there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we say the the men with hormones are you know they're equally as uh, dangerous and dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amen to that one, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking of putting you know the for horses they have stuff that's got valerian in it that's a feed through type thing that I could mix with their pellets. And I wasn't sure if that would be something that would help her or not to level off a bit. You know, that might be a possibility. And, you know, some of the other things that I know for more topical or environmental treatment will be things like dilute lavender oil. You know, I don't know how much that might help with the hoof stock, but, you know, it it would certainly be worth something trying. I was thinking if I could get some of those yellow mushrooms of the red spots reindeer-like, I could get her drunk and she'd probably be in a better mood. Oh, my (laughs) God. She's counting down the days till the big day here come December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, oh. yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm still working with her, but I'm not letting anyone else work in her. But I'm dreading the yellow side with her, so that's the worst thing coming up. Once she gets where she's going, no one has to handle her because so she's strictly on display. But it's uh-huh. getting her in and out of the building and up and down the elevator that a little bit unnerving to me right now with her behavior so hopefully we can get it done well my best wishes go out to you there diane i mean heck i have some great danes that are hard to manage in the hospital you know getting a caribou into an Uh elevator is going to be a challenge (laughs) anyway well you guys have a merry christmas okay yeah you too hey send us a picture will you send us a picture of your deer can you just i sure will i'd love to send it too your voice at animalradio.com. Your voice at animalradio.com. We'd love to see that. We'll post that up at the website. And I've learned so much on the show today. 
I do. <laughs> you, thank you. From, from the listener. Okay. Take care of yourself. There you go. Mrs. Claus calling and uh, very upset because her deer are aggressive this year. The female. The female deer because they're in a rut, which is exactly what I call it, the rut. And my my uh, my uh, antlers don't fall off, though. They stay No, your there. ears are kind of flopped. They stay. Yeah. 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. They give four-legged friends the four-star treatment. It's available at Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas. It includes amenities like the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and even a specialty room service menu. It's more than pet friendly. It is pet focused. Details at Caesars.com slash Pet Stay Las Vegas tonight. In Las Vegas, Sin City Comedy. You'll never see the same Sin City Comedy show twice. Like no other stand-up comedy show you've ever seen, it's guaranteed to tickle your funny bone and maybe even a few other parts. I guess there's a little bit of burlesque going on, kind of a sexy thing going on. Sex, sex it is Vegas. It it's is. Vegas, after all. you got to throw that in there somewhere. Sin City Comedy at the Sin City Theater at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Bring your dog to Las Vegas with you and check out Sin City. I'm sorry. Was I was in Sin City for just a second. <laughs> you look like it. John O'Hurley, <laughs> Jay Peterman from Seinfeld joining us today as he does every Thanksgiving. And uh, he's doing the National Dog Show as he does every year. What, 11? He's like an icon years? now with that. He is. Yeah. 11 years. That's also one of those shows that gets 20 million viewers. Big audience there. Also on the show today, in the Thanksgiving mood, we have this doctor, or no, I guess he's just an author. He's coming on. He's going to tell us we all are going to die from animal diseases. Zoonosis. Is that what it is? Zoonosis? I can't wait for that. That's all in the way right here on Animal Radio. Just getting in that holiday mood. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. 
Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisom sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. Hey, this is Josh DeMel on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. are just moments away from John O'Hurley and his yearly appearance on Animal Radio for Thanksgiving. Uh, let's head back to the phones. It is toll free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joy Villani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. Also email us, your voice at animalradio.com. Even tweet us your questions or Facebook us your questions at Animal Radio. Uh, this one on the phone, we have, oh, we're going to four or five. Isaac, hey Isaac, how are you doing? Fine, fine. How you doing today? Good. I understand you want to talk to Alan. He's right here. Come on over here, buddy. Yeah. Thank you, Hal. I love being treated like a lady. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Are you ready for my question? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, basically, my dog, he uh, he has tremors, okay? And I mean, not the typical kind of like when water gets on him, but just like this real tremors, real shakes, real hard. And he, he, he like, if we're in the middle of playing, he'll stop in the middle of playing and they're just shaking. Uh, Should I be concerned about that? Yeah. You know what, buddy? You should take him to a vet right away because usually dogs shake when they're either scared or cold. And if they're shaking for any other reason, like you're describing, just suddenly out of the blue like that, there could be a medical condition. Uh, And, you know, definitely a medical condition. There's there's some chronic conditions that a dog could have that would cause a dog to shake like that, Uh, you know, including being an old dog or or ingesting some sort of poison. But if he does it... uh, over a pro- prolonged period, longer than 10 minutes, usually it's an indication that there's something wrong. No, no, he does, and, no, he does it about, about a minute or two. That's it. About a minute or two. But he does it regularly. I mean, I mean he, he does it only about a minute or two. That's it. Just real quick it, shakes, but it's a hard shake. And then he, he goes on playing, and then maybe um, five or ten minutes later, he'll shake again. Just put it, and, and, and he does this all day. What, what do you only do, about a minute it, or two. They're not that long at all. Is, is it a shake? He's been doing it forever. How long did he? How long has he been doing? Oh, I've only had him about four or five months. He's he's, he's about uh, he's about fourteen or fifteen months old. And, and is it cold res- or does dog. it? I got him. I got him out of a backyard. He's a rescue dog, and he's so a canine you- patrol dog. And we're getting ready to go ask- to canine police school, so he's, he's, that's what I've turned him into. Let, let me ask you this: how, how did you turn him into that? What are you What are you doing? What do you do when he shakes? What do you do? How's What's your reaction I don't even when he shakes? Because I don't know what to do. I don't even okay. like when I'll pet him and rub him. He'll shake. Uh, if 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 he's just walking along, he'll shake. So anything will make him shake, or he just shakes on his own. I'm not, you know, I'm not beating him, pulling or tugging on him to make him doing anything. He could just do you, do you walk along, a, or and he starts shaking. Do you give? Do you give? They're more than shake. They're tremors. You sound like a pretty nervous guy yourself. Do you do you do you pet him when he shakes? Do you talk to him when he shakes? Do you give him any attention? Because I don't know what to do. Right. I don't do. I don't even I pretend like they're not happening because I don't you know, know what, what buddy. Because if I do buddy, something, take, I might be reinforcing that, so I don't know. Yes, that's that's smart. Take him to a vet just to make sure there's nothing wrong. And, okay. and then if there's if there's nothing wrong with him, it's just some sort of learned behavior that he's that he's got, and, and okay. I don't know where that stems from or where that comes from. But I, I know that dogs usually shake when they're either afraid or cold. That's usually they when it happens. Exactly, but you know, there's no reason for he, he's when he's when he's afraid, he kind of runs. You know, he, he gets out of the kill zone, as I call it. That's his thing, showing fear. He, he'll he, he'll fight. He's one of those kind of dogs that if he take doesn't him, like it, he'll get, out, he'll, he'll get out of the way of it, or that's that's what he'll do. 
But take him to the that, vet. Though, that's it. Take Take him to the vet and, and make sure there's nothing physically wrong. And then, you know, that's not really a, a problem that he shakes, is it? I mean, if there's nothing physically wrong with him, if the vet gives you a clear bill of health, then, it, you know, I wouldn't worry about something like that. It's just some okay. sort of behavior that he adopted. If you can recognize the triggers, though, there might be a trigger. If he's physically well, okay, well, well, take him well, to the vet. One of the triggers is that when I pet him, he shakes. Uh, if I you know, put some cream or something on him, the, the cream doesn't burn or nothing, because I put it on me first, make sure. Uh, because he'll get he'll get a little ashy. Because I guess flies or something gets in his neck, and it looks like he's getting uh, like a rash. So I put I put some ointment on him, and he'll shake. Uh, if I you know if I pet him, he'll shake. Or if he's just walking along, nothing bothering him, nothing in his way, he'll he'll shake. And I'm not, yeah, so it, it, I mean, so that's and that's what really kind of kind of strange. So it's an it's an interesting and I'm behavior. Very, I'm right. I'm very. As you tell in my voice, I'm very hyper. Uh, yeah. but I don't... Well, a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, believe it or not, the way you behave has so much to do with the way your dog behaves. And yeah, you, you sound know, very... I agree with that, but I don't. We, I'm like I said, I'm casually walking along, whistling, looking over because I, I monitor myself. I say, well, is it me? And I'll make sure that so it's not me because I'm so calm when I'm around him, and we're not doing anything. Because I say, okay, maybe because I'm I'm pulling on his leash too much, or. Maybe because I make him sit when he doesn't want to sit. Well, see, just, just because but, you're thinking, see, but you're telling me you're calm, but the, the fact that you're thinking these things in your mind makes you uh, uncalm. And it makes okay, you uncalm. The, the essence of calm is you're not thinking at all. You're just walking okay. along. You're right. not walking. You're not thinking. You're not thinking right. when you're calm. Take your right. dog to the vet. Make sure there's nothing wrong. And then before you take your dog anywhere, play with your dog, whatever it is, tell yourself you don't care about the shaking and stop being nervous. You're a very nervous person. And believe me, your dog gets that. Your dog feels that. It goes right into him. I, I would, I'm I, shaking. I would not. One more question. <laughs> Joey's shaking. Everything. Is, that, is that just a normal behavior for a dog? I mean, he's a sniffing son of a gun. You mean the shaking? No, the sniffing. One more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, see, you're even nervous about the sniffing. Now you're worried about sniffing. Yes, dogs do love to sniff. That is a, that is a total, typical, average, everyday dog behavior that dogs love to engage in. They love to sniff everything. That's how they learn okay. about the world. That's now, how Joey okay, learns about the world. I sniff. Okay. I, I, saw a, I, I saw a puppy get out of a yard yesterday, and I tried to bring him back in, and he just takes off running. Do dogs normally, when they get a shot to get out of the yard, they just run away. You are so, dude. You are you are so funny. Okay, you sh you need to get a book and read about dog behavior because that will okay. calm your dog right down. Yes, that is also a typical dog behavior that they will run away. They're playing and they want attention and they haven't been obedience trained. So the first thing they're going to try to do is get you to chase them because that's what dogs love to do. They love to chase and they love to be chased, just like women. Yes. <laughs> I know a lot about that, brother. <laughs> I'll taste quite a few myself. Okay, well, I won't keep it because I know the folks are waiting, but uh, you gave me some really good information, and, and you're right. I do, like you said, I, some, some, but, but what really made me nervous with him was that when I'm not thinking about the trims, he starts trembling. And, I mean, they're, not, well, that's... they're, they're, they're real hard shakes, so I'm like, what's up with that fella? And, but I, I don't respond to him. I just kind of leave him alone because I don't know what to do, so... Well, what you need to do is just take them to the vet, check them out, and then you need to learn to relax. And believe me, if you get a book, there's so much information on dog behavior, not dog training, dog behavior. Okay. Dog and you behavior, read all yes. about dog be yes, read all about dog behavior and, and why they behave the way they do and how they think. And learn to speak dog. You will calm right down yourself. Oh, gotcha. All right. And I won't be able to communicate with my wife anymore because I'll be speaking in dog. She won't understand me. Well, you, maybe you'll be better off.
Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your help, okay? Take care, buddy. All right, buddy. Appreciate right. your call. one 8405 to connect with our dream team right now. I love how Hal didn't save you on that one. Oh, no. no he didn't gonna... save you at all. That was comedy gold, ladies and gentlemen. That, that poor guy, he's going to call back next week. My dog blinks. My dog, my, my dog blinks when the sun is out. Is that normal? Is that normal behavior? I was shaking. I was shaking listening to him. I, I had to go to the break room and come back, but then I started shaking again. <laughs> he's such a nice man, but he was very nervous. You could hear it in his voice. He's very nervous. And, and when a person is nervous like that and doesn't understand dog behavior, it transcends. It goes right into the dog. It's almost like you're a conduit for that nervous electricity, and it goes right into the why, dog. Why you think you think you think the dog could think the dog felt it? You think the dog felt that he was that he was oh, a little yeah. bit nervous? Oh, I, I think that, oh, I think that yeah. dog you know the dog was shaking a little bit. So I think he was nervous. <laughs> but it's so funny how he doesn't recognize it. He goes, "No, I'm calm. I'm calm." But I'm worried about I'm worried about the trembling. I'm worried about the sniffing. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about these. Worried about everything. And so of course he is nervous, even though he doesn't realize it. Our dogs totally pick up on that. Yes, they do. Absolutely. That's why I have the most laid-back dog. Hey, I have a I have a uh, neighbor here, and he's petrified to let his dog around other dogs. He's got a very intelligent little blue healer, and apparently when he was walking the dog somewhere, the dog was attacked by another dog. So now he's all freaked out. So I go by his house, and I'm like, Larry, you know, he's like freaking out. He wants my dog and his dog to be together. I go, Larry, you've got to go in the house. Just go in the house. Because the energy coming out of this guy, he's telling his dog, yes, you have a good reason to be afraid of everything and everyone. So I got rid of him, and within 10 minutes, I had his dog acting like a dog again you know sniffing around sniffing my dog they were playing they're having a good time as soon as he came back out it all reverts back to the dog being a nervous wreck you are like a miracle worker you know no i'm not buddy it's it's all you know what it's simple math i mean it's a plus b equals c every single time what and that's more important than fashion that he can that he can control the nervous dog and i'm telling you how you dog should be a fashion plate but i get you know what uh, Somebody huh? who somebody who forces their dog to wear you know faux pas whatever you call that fur is probably a nervous person who's going to make their dog insane. Listen, that's the say. Well, those are the people that keep you in business. So you should thank people like me for giving their dogs problems, so you can read, so you can train them to keep you in business. So you just need next? to get on your knees and thank me. What's next? You're gonna send your dog to college. Next, it's gonna be an education. Got to get your dog an education because he's got to get ahead in this world. It's very competitive for a dog now. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Animal radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 
That's 1-800-813-7230. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, it's a down economy, and people are starting to have their animals uh, work for them. You know, I, we've heard about this, the elephants that paint. There's monkeys in the zoo that paint, and then they donate the money to charity. Well, there's an Indiana painter that's making an unexpected amount of hay with some of his abstract pieces. Adonna Combs told WDBR-TV her nine-year-old horse, Justin, has been painting for the past couple of years, and his work has been selling for as much as 2500 bucks to collectors as far away as Australia. Combs says she first discovered Justin's hidden talent when she noticed him using a riding whip to draw in the sand. One day, she attached a brush to the end of the whip and put him in front of a canvas. Combs says Justin has even painted a self-portrait. Of course he has. She admits that people are usually skeptical when she tells them that, but they're quickly convinced when they see the red horse-shaped splotches. Right. Art is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. A pedigree sheepdog sold for a howling high price at an auction. According to the Mirror, Shepherd Eddie Thornley of Suffolk, England, brought the dog named Midge from Sean Richards for $13,500. The dog's new owner says the record-breaking price was, well, worth it. He's bought three other dogs from Richards and says they're all fantastic. Richards admits that even though he knows Midge has a lovely temperament, he was gobsmacked by the outrageous price. He added that Midge is hopefully headed for a life of stardom in the competition world, and he expects her to do extremely well. That is a lot of money. You know what? Go down to the homeless shelter and pick up a dog that really needs it and then train him, and I'm sure they can do just as well. 13000 that is so much dog food. A pet store owner in Colorado is still looking for a thief who apparently is not afraid to take risks with deadly animals. Ron Beal told 9news.com he has surveillance video of a man walking into a scales and trail store in Lakewood, taking a venomous Gila monster out of a tank and then stuffing it under his shirt. The suspect then proceeds to pay for a couple of other items, although the total likely didn't come up to anywhere close to the $1,200 that Beal says that Grumpy the Lizard is worth. The owner adds that the thief could end up in the hospital if he's bitten by the Gila monster, but says he's actually more worried about Grumpy. Beal explains that the lizard is sick and he can't eat on his own. 
Well, as any suburbanite knows, there are more deer than ever, and this simply is a fact that's creating a traffic hazard. State Farm Insurance says a number of accidents involving deer is up nearly 8% over last year. These are not inexpensive accidents. The average damage, $3,300, and that's not counting the deer. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What moves me? When I was younger, I ran everywhere. Then life took over. Suddenly it was trains, planes, and automobiles. Then I started running again, and I wasn't as limber. It was cartilage loss. I started taking Move Free Maintains and Repairs. It helps my body maintain more cartilage. And now, there's no looking back. Move Free Maintains and Repairs. Healthy joints, move free. Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phyto-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets. It's all festive and Thanksgiving-like around here already. You go into the break room, there's all kinds of fattening things that have been cooked. I know. Muffins my, and cookies. I'll go on my diet after after <laughs> after the New Year's. Oh, the thing I love about Thanksgiving is I always get around to visiting with the family. That's the one one day of the year. And, and last year, in fact, a great-great-granddaddy was telling me, I was around when there was the plague, and it was killing people left and right. And, uh, you know, during that time, plague was it killed a lot of people i mean i I don't know what the actual statistics were i don't know Uh, but uh diseases travel faster than they did back then because well we have airplanes now people get on an airplane it can be one country in the next country the next and there's a brand new book out that came across my desk i just actually cracked it open today it's doing very well by the way it's called spillover and the author david kwaman is it kwaman kwaman david how are you doing am i pronouncing your name right Yes, you are. That's amazing. Someone pat me on the back for that. That's the first time I've ever gotten anybody's name right. (laughs) The book is uh, called Spillover, and it really tells us that 
there's zoonotic diseases that we get from our animals, uh, not necessarily our dogs, but from chimpanzees and uh, all kinds Birds. of other animals that could really uh, spread a pandemic across the world. Well, right, yeah. It's a book about uh, scary new emerging diseases and where they emerge from. And where they emerge from, in most cases, is other species, in particular wildlife. Well, sometimes domesticated species, too, but more frequently wildlife. Um, and uh, that, that includes, uh, the term, is, as you said, is zoonotic diseases, animal diseases transmissible to humans, and it includes this whole rogues list of things, some of which have been around forever, like you mentioned plague and yellow fever, the influenzas, HIV, AIDS is a disease of zoonotic origin. I, I did not know that. Tell me more about that. And why is it that's not really well known? It is not well known. And uh, we have known that it that the pandemic strain of HIV came originally from chimpanzees. But we know based on new work just published in the last five or six years that the pandemic strain passed from a single chimpanzee into a single human in the southeastern corner of Cameroon in Central Africa as far back as 1908, give or take wow. a margin of error. That done by a bite? It probably was done by blood-to-blood contact in the course of a human killing and butchering a chimpanzee for food. Um, mm. They talk about the cut-hunter hypothesis, the, the hypothesis that it, it probably happened when a hunter um, killed and butchered a chimpanzee and maybe cut himself with his machete while he was doing it and got chimpanzee blood into that cut, and the, the precursor virus then passed from chimps into humans, and it's, it's been with us disastrously ever since. Mm. Is this something that we should be getting all excited about, or is this something that... Should we be worried that the world is going to end because we're all going to get sick from some disease? Well, we should take this very seriously, but um, should we say, oh, uh, a new virus is going to wipe out the human race? No, emphatically not. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a, is a potential pandemic that could kill um, hundreds of thousands millions, maybe even tens of millions of people, the way the 1918 influenza did, the way the bubonic plague did. They reckon the bubonic plague killed a third of Europe in the 14th century. And uh, and we know that AIDS has killed uh, 30 million people and counting so far. So that's the scale of catastrophe we're talking about, but uh, those are pretty big numbers, and we need to take this very, very seriously. You talk in your book a little bit about what could be in our future, and what do you see? Well, I ask that question of the experts. Uh, I'm a a science writer who talks to the experts. I don't don't do research in this area myself, but I've I've traveled around the the world for six years, uh, you know, talking to the experts in the field and in their laboratories. What they say is, yes, it is very possible that there could be, or even probable, that there will be a a new pandemic uh, that emerges from wildlife. If so, it'll probably be a virus, and they can even say it will most likely be an RNA virus, as distinct from the kind of virus that carries its genome on the old trusty double helix DNA molecule. An RNA virus makes more mistakes when it copies itself, and therefore, uh, with that higher mutation rate, it changes more quickly, it evolves faster. So these RNA viruses are capable of adapting to a new species of host and flourishing um, uh, at catastrophic levels. 
Sure. I don't hang out with a lot of chimpanzees or <laughs> a lot of these animals that you're it's not talking, by choice. Not they by just choice. don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do have dogs and I do have cats. Is there anything I should be worried about with domestic or companion animals? Well, yes. There are there are diseases that pass from from domestic animals, pets, and others into humans. Um, there's a disease that's been causing a lot of trouble in the Netherlands, the southern Netherlands, in recent years called Q fever, which spills over from goats and flies downwind and gets into humans. Of course, there's rabies. You need to have your dogs and your cats vaccinated against rabies. Sure. Pick that up and pass it along. Uh, I write it in the book about a disease called parrot fever that sickened a lot of people and killed a a few uh, back in the 19, late 1920s and 30s when there was a great vogue for keeping pet uh, parrots. and People were getting this disease from their parrots. So uh, it is entirely possible for these diseases to pass from domestic animals into humans. But if your pet is well taken care of and it's got the shots that your veterinarian recommends, then, the, then you don't need to worry as much about that as the possibility that somebody will bring a, a, a new influenza um, to... Um, to you by way of an airplane uh, and and sneeze it to you. And you know what? I have to say that this is kind of where veterinarians and human physicians really work hand in hand because so many of these diseases we see in animals and, you know, they may be crossing over into other species. Um, you know, I think that's just really important where the role of veterinarians are in our, um, you know, our whole world and our world health. Absolutely. There is a whole new breed of scientists, and I write about them in the book, who are doing this work in the field, some really gutsy, sharp, heroic people, and many of them start as veterinarians. They get training in veterinary medicine, and then they become interested in the diseases of wildlife. Sometimes they get a Ph.D. in ecology. Maybe they add to that a a master's degree in public health. A whole new combination of skills that starts with veterinary medicine is working on this particular problem. Looks like a great book. I, it looks like what I'm going to be doing this weekend is reading this this book. It's doing very well. Are you surprised? Um, no, I'm not surprised because, uh, you know, every emerging disease uh, begins as a mystery story. So this is a book full of mystery stories. And I had hoped that besides educating people, it would be enormously uh, suspenseful and entertaining for them. So I'm very glad with the way it's being received, but I'm not that surprised. It reads like a fiction almost, but it isn't. It's real life. It's fact. Spillover is the book. David Quammen is the author. Joining us, I have 10 copies to give away right now at 1-866-405-8405. If you can't get through, you're not lucky enough, just head on over to your bookstore or Amazon. Uh, You can get this book anywhere. If the store doesn't have it, that just means they're sold out. They'll, They'll order more for you. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Very good to be with you both and to be on Animal Radio. Take care. That sounds like it'd make a great movie. Oh, I, I can't wait to read that. I, I read uh, this cool book about bleeding, purging, and all these things they did in the medi- medieval <laughs> ages. And, I, you know, I, it is really interesting to hear how things they learn from years and years past and how things change. So sign me up. You like animals that get diseases from us? Sure they can. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, one of the big things we see, it's not so much a you know, horrible disease, but, you know, ferrets get the, the flu and colds from us, and they'll pass wow. it back to you. So um, just something as simple as that. 
Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hey, y'all, it's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio, you lucky dog. 1-866-405-8405 or your voice at AnimalRadio.com. You can also ask us your questions on Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet them to us at Animal Radio or even from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Download that puppy now and you can ask your questions right from the app. Let's head back to the phones. We have Paul on the phones for Dr. Deb. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Splendid. What can we do for you? Uh, I've got a uh, eight-year-old wire hair Dotson, and over the last couple weeks, he is becoming more and more bloated. Um, he kind of looks like a, you know how a puppy looks when he has worms and stuff. Oh sure, yeah. His belly is getting that big. Oh dear. Okay. Well, what else is he doing? Is there anything else going on? Coughing? Any vomiting? Diarrhea? Uh-huh. Anything like that? No, no, he's eating and he's going out there and using the bathroom. It's just his, you know, he got into the garbage about three weeks ago. And I don't know if he could have a blockage or if he got worms from getting into the garbage. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm definitely disturbed that you're saying it's it's changing that much within that short period of time. So for me, I'm going to say, you know, I would definitely, if you were in front of me, I'd be examining him. I'd be feeling that belly, and I'd probably get an x-ray of that belly um, because that quickly of a change isn't good. Um, I would definitely want to be checking out his spleen, which is a really... Uh, heavy blood-filled organ, and that can change in size um, very quickly. So that would be something I would definitely want to look at. Now, um, there are certainly some other things that cause, you mentioned worms. Uh, generally, I wouldn't expect it to be that dramatic, that fast of a, a bloating, if you will, of, of his belly. Um, not a bad idea to do a deworming, but I think we got some bigger fish to fry here in this situation. Um, and uh, did you mention any kind of hair loss or anything else, any thing going on there no no he, he's uh got all his hair you know he's still you know the happy-go-lucky bear that you know he acts like a puppy mm-hmm. uh the only thing like i said is is his belly uh you know i drive a truck and the last time i was in was a week ago and i was just amazed at how big his belly had gotten yeah uh, yeah well, I'm going to definitely tell you that personal experience here. Um, my own Labrador um, started to be a little broad in the, in the front part of his abdomen, and it, you know, wasn't hurting. He's still his normal self. And we actually, on an ultrasound, we found a, a small tumor in his spleen. But his spleen was kind of getting big as a result of having this thing in there and having to produce more new blood cells. And um, so we we actually had to address that and deal with that surgically. But the the big thing is, if you're seeing this get bigger, I don't think I want to have you delay this anymore. You need to get this baby to the vet, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll do that as soon as I get home. Okay. Very good. And, and hope everything turns out okay. If you have other questions from there, let me know. Okay. Thank you. Stay safe, Paul, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
This is Animal Radio, baby. For the violin players. Yeah, that doesn't sound happened. like violins. Wait for me. the violin players. They're on. They're on strike. Is that the deal? They're on strike. Wow. That's a. I, they, I didn't realize they were union violin players. They're holding out for more money. <laughs> that was happening. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. Visit them at StellaAndChewy's.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the violinless dog father, Joey Villani. How am I supposed to go on? I don't know. You know this this, this threw this me is, off um, too. <laughs> it's, yeah, this this it threw me off completely. I don't even know what I'm going to speak about now. I mean, this is this is terrible. You know, I, this is my call music. Here. I know. I think Guido's off uh, off beat today. I think he missed out on that. But we'll we'll make sure those violins are back next week for you. You got to pay them. Pay them what they want. They're okay. worth it. Okay. Hey, listen, it's getting cold out there in the rest of the country, and um, it's time to winterize. Okay, I speak about this every season. When the seasons start to change i i speak about this we turned our clocks back you know oh remember this we turn the clocks back or we turn them ahead um you want to you want to winterize your dog just like you would um you know your your car or or whatever else you you winterize your patio furniture that sort of thing (laughs) but you gotta what you want to do is you want to remember that because this is important because now um your dog needs coat and needs healthy coat in order for you know for him to stay warm out in the winter, if you're walking over, you're putting them out in the backyard or whatever it is. So this is what you're going to do. If you've got a long-haired dog um, that doesn't shed all that much, you need to take them to the groomer now. Let's get all the knots and tangles out completely, okay? Because what that's going to do is going to preserve the coat. It's going to give them warmth. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's your protection. If you got to cut it down, well, you know what? It's time to get fluffy a sweater or a coat, okay? Because believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize that dogs can get frostbite. I mean, they do have a little bit more tolerance to the, um, to the, to the weather than, than we do. They don't show it as much, but, um, honestly, their skin, um, you know, shows the same effects that ours do. So get them something stylish. Um, right now, what's in is um, fake animal fur is in. Um, wait, you know, wait. Yes, fake animal fur fake is animal in fur right now. On your animal, animal is what you're suggesting. On your yes, oh yes, gosh. yes. Because um, I'm not going to condone. Even though they believe it or not, they do sell mink um, mink coats for dogs. Um, I've seen them, um, but um, I don't. You know, I'm not going to condone that. So yeah, and and also. Um, um, prints are in prints like um, oh my god I can't believe just <laughs> I can't believe you're it's, saying this <laughs> no but listen if you got if, you, if your dog has to be cut down and you want it to look stylish um, that's what you want to do okay the other thing is if you have a dog that sheds a lot it's time to deshed the dog now if you're deshedding for winter. My recommendation is is to leave some of the undercoat in there. Don't take all of it out. Okay, like a working dog, um, like a Malamute or a Husky, when they show these dogs in the ring, they don't take out all the undercoat. They leave some in because the, that's the working coat. And the working coat for those breeds were to keep them um, you know, warm in the winter. So I would leave some of it in. You want to control. You want to be able to go through it with a with a um a 
comb, but not a real fine tooth comb. The comb should have fine teeth on one end, and, and it should have wide teeth on the other. Go through with the wide portion of the comb, okay? And that should have, you know, it, it should have some tension, but it should go through. You want to, and if you, if that happens, then you're fine. Um, you want to leave some of that in for protection. It's also going to make your dog a lot more comfortable because when the dog does get a little bit hot in the house, it's going to let out that heat off of the skin. And when the dog needs to keep that, that, that warmth down, down tight, it's going to keep the cold out. So leave a little bit of the undercoat in there, especially if your dog spends a lot of time outside. Now, if your dog is inside all the time, well, you're going to want to take the undercoat out only because it's going to be a mess. It's going to shed a little bit. But if your dog likes to go out or you like to jog with your dog or you like to walk with your dog and you're going to be outside. Leave a little bit of the undercoat in, but get the majority of it out because too much is no good. Because what happens is, especially if you're in an area that gets a lot of you know rain or a lot of snow, it'll hold in the moisture. Okay, so what that's going to in turn do is it's going to hold in the cold as well. Um, so and we don't want to do that. The other thing is, if you're in an area that you get a lot of snow or you, you're expecting to get a lot of snow, um, what you want to do is leave the hair in the pad. Okay. Now you want to make sure it's controllable. You want to check it. You don't want it to knot up, mat up, because that's going to feel like the dog is walking on rocks, like there's a pebble in your shoe. Okay. So you want to make sure that there's no knots and tangles. But what it'll do is it's going to keep the salt out. It's going to keep the debris out. It's going to keep the um, pads of the feet from from packing up with snow. So it's going to keep the feet warm as well. If you take those tips, your dog will be a happy camper in in the winter. And you know what? You won't have um you know. You, you won't have to worry about any problems with any type of frostbite or anything like that. Hey, Alan, come on over here. Alan was in the break room while you just said that, and I want him to hear this because this blows me away. You are suggesting this year to be fashionably in that your dogs should wear a fur coat, let's say. Uh, fur, fur, oh, fur. Listen, uh, faux fur. Listen, wait a minute. Dogs faux are already, they already got in. fur coats. That's what I'm saying. What's, what's that? What a dog already has? Should I put on a human coat when I go outside? Should I just, Joey, should I just... No, uh, no hold on, hold on. You see, here's, here's the problem. Here's what? the problem. When when he when he um, talks to people, I don't walk out of the room and get coffee. So you only came <laughs> in on half of my of, of my whole um my whole spiel here. What I said is, if your dog, see how I just want to stir up the crap right now. If your dog <laughs> has to be that. cut down short, okay, and you're preparing it for the winter to go out and get your dog a sweater or a coat. Right oh. now, dog fashion faux fur is in right now. Is, and is that prints, right? Now, who, they are now, what, in. What, what magazine is that in? Where is it? Who are the dog designers? Who are the famous <laughs> dog designers? <laughs> Listen, you just gotta you gotta pay. It's no different than anyone else. Um, it's no different than than um the Louis Hello, Vuitton I am Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I am Ralph. I am Ralph Macchio, famous dog designer. You must wear fur this year. Your dog must wear fur. Put the fur on your dog. That's right. Do it. That's right. Do it now. And you know what? How about me? How about I'm gonna set? I'm gonna I'm gonna start setting the trends here. Okay. And and you you're just gonna sit hat. there and take it. <laughs> yes. Well, that you need to wear good. one of those. You know, the Russian fur hats is in, Joey. You need to make that happen. But um, honestly, all the, all the what I do is I pay attention to the fashions in all the dog trend magazines. A little oh, bit okay. too much See attention. It's, it's too much attention. Okay, children. <laughs> Time out. We need those violin players back. We're just out of beat we here. We do, you see? Okay. Listen, after school, me and you outside. All right? In the yard. In the yard. At recess. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on.
Learn more. furry little friends as Thanksgiving just around the corner we're all cuddling up with our little animals Ladybug the studio stunt dog a little upset that she didn't win the election and uh, as, as a write-in for the uh, President of the United States. I voted for her. Did you? Yes, and I know one of our uh, listeners so was going I. to. So there was at least three people that voted for go. her. Not really a majority vote. Well, you know, I just got to say, I'm just happy the election is over. Uh, I'm not going to say about anyone, you know, candidates that won, but uh, all these phone calls, it, it has just <laughs> invaded my head. And I've actually, the other day, I was talking to a client about a dog that was chewing um, unwanted things, you know, or chewing around the house. And I actually started my response to the question by saying, I have a three-point plan how to correct that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, oh, my God, I just sound like these. Debates. Oh, I gotta tell you, and you know, I don't know the phone calls that came for at least for me at six, seven o'clock at night. I don't know how people think that they're actually going to win my vote by calling me at that time. Disturbing us at our home. It's all over with for another uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. Three, three years. But uh, ahead of us, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and Thanksgiving's a big time for you down at the office because you see animals that eat all kinds of stuff. In fact, you told me some kind of fact like, uh, oh, I guess the number one reason for vet visits now is due to something they ate. Yeah, during the holidays, it is the main reason that animals are brought to the veterinarian. And, and you know, one of the reasons is that about 60% of us share our holiday <laughs> meals with our pets. Sure. So, you know, th- this is the warning sign right here is that, you know, we need to use good sense. I would try to advise you not to feed it, but if you're going to, you need to be very smart about it. Well, can I give my dog turkey or my cat turkey? I mean, is there anything wrong with that? I usually do. Well, if you're giving white meat without the skin in small amounts, uh, and it's well-cooked and it's fresh, it, it should be okay. Now, oh. some dogs, even that amount of stuff um, can still upset their stomach, and, and sensitive pets may not tolerate that. So you want to avoid you know, bones, you want to avoid the skin, and for goodness sakes, um, I actually had a client who gave old turkey that was a leftover that um, she wouldn't eat and the family wouldn't eat so they gave it to the dog and the dog oh. got hospitalized with food poisoning oh. so y- you got to keep that in mind dogs are not garbage cans well now you have the four day rule for turkey and for me it's usually about a month rule <laughs> I, you know I have a lot of leftovers I'll be eating sandwiches for days but you say after four days toss it right that is the general rule when it comes to freshly cooked turkey. Now, if you freeze it before that time, you can certainly have it later. But if it's been in your fridge for four days, it needs to meet the garbage can, definitely. Oh my God. And, and no turkey skin? What's wrong with the skin? Well, it's just very rich in fat, and the concern with all these wonderful tasting things that we have, you know, the the turkey with the skin, the potatoes, all the side dressings and things, you know, they can be high in fat, and they're very rich on a dog's system. And that may trigger not only stomach upset, vomiting, and diarrhea, but it can cause this problem, pancreatitis, that we've talked about. And that can be very serious, requiring hospitalization, fluids, pain medicine, and it it can be deadly. So um, you want to be really smart. 
keep it to a minimum and just stay away from those things that seem so yummy to us that our dogs are just going to nibble the fingertips off to get to. <laughs> okay, okay. Dark meat, too, I guess, is out of the question. Dark meat would be out, yeah. And then just other things you might not think about. You know, we talk about raisins and grapes sure. being poisonous. Sure. So foods that have that, things that have macadamia nuts, that have a lot of salt in them, onions and garlic powder, those are, are toxic. And, and definitely things like the chocolates and the sweets. You want to stay away from those. Okay, so it looks like Ladybug's going to get just a little bit of breast meat. A little bit. You know, yeah. one thing when, when you share, because I don't share my food with her, but you always give her, <laughs> you do give her the best cuts. You don't give her the junk, the fatty, the skin. You give her the Well, a lot the of people a lot cuts. of people say, okay, I'm not going to eat that, so I'll give it to the dog. Yeah. If you're not going to eat it, then don't give it to the dog. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I like being busy, but at this time of the year, I definitely <laughs> prefer my pet patients, you know, stay healthy and, you know, not have to come in. Okay. All good stuff to know. I'm learning so much on today's show. Hello, I'm David Bellamy, the Bellamy Brothers, and we're on Animal Radio. Love your animals. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And to my left, dog trainer Alan Cable, veterinarian Dr. Debbie Straight Center, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner, Stacy Cohn, working hard in the newsroom. Where is she? She closed her room off. She's locked in her room. Lights are dimmed. Incense of burning. Did Lava you say something going. to her? I think Alan said something. Oh, yes, I, I told her. I told her, Hal, you're a very dangerous man. I that, showed her your record. Jay Peterman from Seinfeld will be on the show. Well, actually, John O'Hurley, not Jay Peterman. There was a real Jay Peterman, by the way. But there was. Huh? John I used to order from that catalog. Did you really? The real, yes, the real Jay Peterman, absolutely. <laughs> That's where he gets his faux pas for, for dogs. Uh, yeah. That's faux right. Faux pas. <laughs> That's right. I think you mean faux fur, right? Yes. Anyway, John O'Hurley will be joining us uh, today. It is our Thanksgiving tradition that we do uh, every the week before Thanksgiving, and which is just a few days away, which means all the Christmas decorations should be up by now. Yeah. Stacy, what are you working on? So how do you guys feel about memorial markers for dead fish? Do you think that's a worthy thing? I mean, should, you know, if a bunch of fish die, should we put up a marker? Yeah. You know, PETA's always doing this whenever there's an accident or something's happened and people have lost lives, uh, including some, you know, snails or something. They want a marker up there. Well, they tried to do it here in L.A. Uh, where there was a big crash of some sea bass. I'll tell you about it. Uh, you decide for yourself. It's all coming up on Animal Radio News. This is an interesting story. The sea bass on the way to the market, by the way. Yeah, they were going <laughs> to die anyway. I mean, <laughs> a memorialized sign. Yeah. Okay, well, PETA, of course, uh, you'd expect that from PETA, wouldn't you? Yeah. Let's uh, hit the phones. Please we have hang ter- up and try again. <laughs> I love her. She yes, won't talk yeah, to me. She's though. my she favorite. That sexy voice. Times. Listen, stay away from my woman. <laughs> This one? Okay. Hi, Teresa. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. How about you? Good. What's up? I understand you want to talk to Alan. I do. My dog Tell is, me. Uh, my dog started chasing cars. Oh, now let me ask you this before you go on. Did it just start? No, no. He's been doing it probably for, I don't know, maybe eight months or so. Is it the same he, car? He lays, is it the s- he lays in the middle of the street, waits for cars to come by, and he stops <laughs> them. He stops, and he stops them, stops and then the when car. they start to roll past him, he... He jumps up and starts running after the t- front tire and biting at it. Yeah, so he's got the he's got the herd instinct. You know, dogs like that. They're uh, you know, a lot of dogs are, are herd dogs, and they they're used to well, they're bred to herd sheep, or they have it in them, herd sheep and herd other animals. So they look at cars mm-hmm. as a 
as an animal or a sheep. So that's very dangerous behavior. You don't want them to do that. No. One of the things that ha- has happened is that I don't get enough time to walk him. I work nights. You know, I work te- uh, late in the evening. My husband works days, so we're not And you brought to- up, that's a very good point, because one of the best ways to stop a dog from doing that is to give him a lot of exercise and get all that energy out. So if you don't mm-hmm. have time to do that, let me ask you this. Why can't you just keep the dog leashed up or in your yard so that he can't do that? He's never been fenced. He's never been fenced. He's never been a problem up until now, and he's just, uh, he's, uh. You said, you said you he's know, been doing he runs this. The na- said- he runs the neighborhood, let's just say yeah. that, in, in a, in, within a block radius, you know? You said that he's been doing it for a long time, so why is he no, just for, now become. For six months. For about six oh, been- or eight months. Chasing the cars for six months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, number one, you can go out there with your dog and have him connected to a leash, and you've got to give him a correction every time a car. You've got to redirect him every time a car goes by, okay. so that you can so that you can uh, you can focus his attention on something else. So a car goes yeah. by, you're out there, your dog prepares to just chase the car, and you give him a snap of the leash, quick correction, and then focus mm-hmm. him on walking in the opposite direction, or focus him on a frisbee or a toy, throw a frisbee, mm-hmm. and then give him a treat. The other thing you can do, and I hate I hate to tell people to do this. A lot of people think this is mean uh, because I don't I don't trust the general public with these things. But a, a shock collar works really well if you know what you're doing, okay. and and the, and the way you would do that. And, and again, a lot of people think this is mean, but a dog getting hit and killed by a car is way worse. Oh, and what I've done, I know. Well, we kind of kind of joke around a little bit about it and say that's his retirement plan, you know, because he's he's twelve. Well, I've done, I've done a, I can tell you this, I, I've done, I've done three dogs, I've taught them to be afraid of cars, and they were dogs, again, who liked to chase, so all I did was I had a frisbee catch with the dog, and then, uh, what I did was I, I geared the frisbee towards a parked car, so that the dog was looking at me and ran head first into the parked car, and believe me, after that, the dog was afraid of cars, understood that a car can give him pain. The other way, the other way I've done it is with the shock collar, and it's very important, you know, when you put a shock collar on a dog to understand uh, there's no talking. There's no talking involved. You don't right. say, when, when a car comes by, you wait for him to make his move, and you give him a jolt, but you don't say anything. Because if you say, like, no, your dog will associate the word no with the shock, and when you're not around, he'll still continue to chase cars. So okay, basically, you, you, you give him a little jolt or a warning and then a jolt when he makes his move to chase the car, and he will associate uh-huh. the car with a shock. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Debbie was talking about how they teach dogs not to go near rattlesnakes, and it's a lot the same, where they will oh. teach the dog, you know, first to see the snake, then sniff the snake, and then to walk around the snake by using a shock collar. But you gotta be real careful. It's better to get the dog lots of exercise and stand out there and give the dog an immediate correction every time a car goes by to refocus Focus his attention on a frisbee or a toy that he loves, or something mm-hmm. that will something else that's appropriate, and then you give him a reward for not paying attention to cars. That's right. the best way to do it. Okay. Well, um, I, the other thing I was thinking was a squirt, you know, like a squirt bottle with a long spray on it. Yeah, squirt bottles. You know, it might. You could try it. You know, again, the the first thing you want to do is determine why your dog chases cars. And and it sounds like Uh your dog just has that herding instinct or that prey instinct and looks at the car as, you know, a herding herding animal or or a prey. (laughs) So, you know, you could try a squirt gun to redirect his attention. But a leash works way better when you have a little choker chain on there and you give Uh him a nice snap of the wrist and a correction and then just refocus him. You know, refocus him and then throw 
throw a frisbee in the opposite direction. And then when he goes okay. for that, you go, "Good dog." Yeah, okay. I can't. I can't see how a squirt gun would work in that particular situation. You can try anything, but again, you can give a dog a correction with a leash, and you can give a, a dog correction with your fingers, and you can give a dog a correction with your voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's the best way to because you what what you want to do is here's your dog he's got his total attention on the car he's thinking in his dog mind I'm gonna chase that car I'm gonna chase that car I'm gonna chase that car yeah yeah exactly car. that's what he looks then, like he looks like a then, maniac and then you give him and then you give him a sharp you know hey snap like a like it's almost like you're talking to somebody and they're daydreaming mm-hmm. and you and you hit him in the shoulder and go hey are you listening it's the same mm-hmm. thing with the dog you redirect and refocus his mind so that he's not thinking that anymore and then okay. you redirect him to something you want him to chase and you want him to think about and you want him to do and then you reward him for doing it so you set him up okay. to succeed okay sounds good thanks for your call Teresa. we appreciate okay. it thank what? you very much for all your help oh. and uh, i really appreciate all you do on animal radio oh well thank you very much uh, we appreciate you listening without right. you we'd be talking to nobody <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling today. Which Al does every day at three. I do this in front of my fish bowl. I do it for my fish. Uh, I was gonna say your fish bowl's empty. And but frankly, that's okay. I'm afraid of leaving the studio today because I'm gonna get. Uh, well, I run into Joey in the parking lot and probably get the business end of a wedgie if I for picking on him because I think. Oh, that, I, well, no, I, it was more Alan picking on me than you. I mean, Alan's will get the wedgie. Well, he'll just get both of you. And then I'll just I chase you down the block because you'll be running already. <laughs> This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Tag. Is your dog an escape artist? Does uh-huh. she does she get enough exercise? Mm, sometimes. Get Tag, the GPS pet tracker, to track your pet's location and monitor his activity right from your phone or computer. Whoa. How cool is that? Tag is the only device that both tracks location and activity to help you keep your pets safe and healthy. Get tagged today at T-A-G-G dot com. No more lying to your spouse and say, yeah, I took the dog for a walk. <laughs> They'll know exactly where exactly. you are. Is your dog getting enough exercise? It matters. Tag the Pet Tracker uses smart GPS tracking to help keep dogs from becoming lost. And now, Tag has activity tracking, a great way to track your pet's daily activity. In a recent survey conducted by Tag, 9 out of 10 vets agreed that a device that tracks and manages activity is beneficial. So keep your pet healthy and safe with the one device that helps you do both. Get Tag today. Go to tagg.com. Service activation and internet or text-enabled cell phone service required. Vetricin, a one-stop wound and skin care product that will not harm healthy tissue. Vetricin is great for hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or irritations easy. Be sure to have some on hand at all times. Great for the dog park and traveling. Visit Vetricin's Facebook page to see how you can win free product. For more information, go to Vetricin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the total transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. 
You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-813-7230. 1-800-813-7230. That's 1-800-813-7230. 1-800-813-7230. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Wild and Wacky Animal Radio Dream Team. In the holiday mood, we're all a little bit giddy around here, thinking that our <laughs> pumpkin pie is just around the corner. We just heard from Mrs. Claus, who has some disgruntled reindeer. That's uh, I think that's a first here on Animal Radio. And you know, did you know that uh, Santa's reindeers, the ones that actually participate, they are all females that are, oh. you know, in, in the breeding season because they still have their their uh, their their rack. So, are you uh, saying Rudolph was a female? Is that what you're saying? Well, let's just say that at that time of year, only females that are gravid that have that are about to give birth the next year have their horns. The males drop them, and the females that aren't pregnant will drop their their, their uh, rack antlers. Yeah. <laughs> drop their rack so, yeah a little scandal for the, the santa crew <laughs> that really is uh wow i think i have more information than i really need here uh let's see uh let's go to delilah hi delilah how are you doing hi i'm doing great where are you calling from today san antonio texas mm, beautiful texas well what's up i have dr debbie right here hi well um hi dr debbie um, I have a question. I have three boxers, and South Texas allergy season is here. Um, okay. I have a one white boxer where you can just really see her eyes red and her belly's red. Um, I do give them um, Benadryl, uh, but I was just wondering how much is too much. Uh, I take a daily, you know, allergy medication, but for you know, for my my dogs, I didn't know if if daily was too much or you know i don't want to upset their stomach um because we did kennel them while we're at work um and then bring them out when we get home so i didn't want to upset their stomach and then have a mess their kennel you know while they're while they're home or while we're not home yeah. Well, this is one of the situations with Benadryl that people and animals are very different. Um, and there are a couple of medications where, you know, either humans metabolize it much, much faster or they're more sensitive. And you know what? Um, for dogs, their tolerance for Benadryl is a lot higher. So in general, we generally give about a milligram per pound of body weight. Um, so for a person, you know, we take 25 milligrams maybe. For a dog that size, we might be given 50 milligrams. Um, so it's it's a difference in just the kind of the way the animal processes the, the medication. So, you know, and d- definitely dogs will exhibit some sedation, drowsiness. Occasionally, you know, some will have vomiting or diarrhea with that. Um, but uh, generally, Benadryl is pretty well tolerated. Um, and, you know, it's something to kind of get you through that little allergy pinch there. That that might be f- totally fine. Now, you said they're, they're red in their skin. Are they all having the skin symptoms, or is it just isolated to one or two? Well, I have two brindles and my white uh, boxer. Now, the white boxer is the one where you can tell her eyes get really red when she comes in from being outside, and, and her belly is red. Um, mm-hmm. And she, they, they all do very well with the Benadryl. I just didn't, I was worried if I give them, too much every day if that would start to, 
you know, if I would see some side effects or, or not. Yeah, mostly just the sedation. And, and you don't have to worry about like, um, like long-term side effects as far as, you know, with something like a steroid, you have to be concerned about the liver suppressing the immune system. With the Benadryl, you're not going to really get that. And, and dogs aren't going to get hooked on it, um, in any way. So that's a, generally a pretty, um, safe thing. Now, I do like to use, any antihistamine for allergic pets, I like to use it in conjunction with an omega fatty acid with a fish oil supplement um, because those two can work together um, kind of in a joint method um, as a anti-inflammatory uh, for the skin to help with that itch. So um, that might be one thing if you're not doing to add that into the regimen. Um, okay. And then, you know, if you're not to the point where you got sores and things like that, uh, I'm definitely a fan of the colloidal oatmeal baths. Um, you can find different products on the market. But just it's a nice soothing thing you can do. Get some short-term itch relief that lasts maybe two days to three days. And you can repeat it in, in another couple of days for dogs. Um, it's just like if, if we got the chicken pox and you sink down into that um, Aveeno bath, um, it, it has that same kind of uh, relief for the skin. And then, oh, my goodness, you say you have a white boxer oh, I, I have not met a white boxer that does not have skin problems so uh, <laughs> lesson learned to anybody who's considering them be ready for skin problems um, just that uh, coloration they definitely are plagued with their skin itches rashes and uh, so forth <laughs> so right right well thank you very much thank you so much for your call and hope everything gets back on track there with that allergy season this is dr. Debbie with animal radio we're at one 405 8405 this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Lubricin. Don't let your pets suffer from joint discomfort and their discomfort with Lubricin. It tastes great and animals love it. Visit www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. Get 25% off your first order with the code Animal Radio. And we're going for a call for Dr. Debbie. We have Jim. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? Good. Um, I had... Uh I've got two small dogs, and they got into, I don't know which one ate the most, or if they both ate, if one just ate the whole thing and the other one did not get any. What, what did they get into? What did, yeah, what did they eat? Pork rinds. Pork rinds. Oh, I used to eat those all the time when I was oh. on the Atkins diet. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so uh, was this a full bag of pork rinds? Uh, it would be probably uh, uh, about a half a bag. Okay. All right. Well, and uh, is, is anybody showing any symptoms as so far? Not so far, but um, I'm no longer with the dogs right now. I had to hit the road, and so my wife is watching them. But we did okay. have one dog years ago that we gave them pork chop fat, and she died from it. So well, I don't was, understand. we got to back up here because I'm, I'm completely confused. Pork rinds are not good for dogs? Okay, wait, pork rinds are you know really high in fat. It, it's basically the the, the deep fried fat um, from pork, and you know it's going to have a lot of salt in it, so it's kind of cured. So because of those two things, the high fat and the high salt content, it definitely can be problematic. Um, now, depending on who got it and how much was ingested by each particular dog, this may be something as simple as some stomach upset with diarrhea or vomiting. Um, I do tend to see dogs that get into this kind of thing. You will even see a 
greasy nature to the stools when when they're passing their stools. So that would definitely be, I'd say, on the lower end of the concern level. On the higher end of the concern level is something, uh, pancreatitis, which I might be suspicious might have been what was going on with your other baby. Um, because we know that in dogs, when they eat a high-fat meal, they get into the garbage, they get into the leftover things, gooding goodies and overdo it, it can trigger a problem with the pancreas where too many of the digestive enzymes are released. It causes abdominal pain, vomiting. can be very serious. It can be life-threatening. So that would be on the higher end of my concern spectrum. Huh. And I think with that, um, that would really, for, for your situation, Jim, I would honestly say we'd have to watch and see how we're doing. If we saw any symptoms of anyone not eating, having vomiting or just abdominal pain when you kind of touch their belly and kind of just gently squeeze, if they groan or kind of cry out, that would be a pet I'd get to the veterinarian right away. Um, but, you know, because we don't know who got what and how much, um, you know, it may just be a matter of watching and waiting there. Yeah. Should we maybe wean them off of food for a little while and... How, how recently did this happen? Just um, yesterday. Just yesterday. Well, normally, if I have a dog that gets into something that they shouldn't, um, one one thing you can do is for some dogs, we will actually give a little bit of food along the time just to give them something else with some bulk. Um, if it's already been since yesterday, I would probably just hold them off in a fast for at least twelve hours, um, just to see what happens. And you know, if you get past the point of twenty-four hours without incidents, um, you, you're going to be hopefully okay. Um, maybe still having some diarrhea at that point, but um, that that'll be kind of the the point of uh, kind of going, whew, you know, and hopefully we'll be uh, past that in uh, another 12 hours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, well, goodness. our first dog that we lost, uh, she did have pancreas, something wrong with her pancreas, mm-hmm. and passed, so we're a bit concerned about it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if we would have caught these guys, and, and I'd be talking to you, like, right after this happened, I'd probably be talking about some foods or some things we can do, but at this point, I think you're in the kind of the watch and wait mode there. Okay, so far there's not really showing any symptoms. Well, very good. I hope everything turns out okay, and and you have a wonderful holiday there, Jim. All right, thank you. Thanks for your call, Jim. Fingers crossed there. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our Dream Team. What kind of foods would you give in this dog after, if it was just right after? There are certain foods that counteract pork rinds. Um, mostly, I would just be giving something with some carbohydrates. So whether that be just a dry kibble, um, for sometimes I'll actually give bread. Believe it or not, just if it's something I want to absorb, um, you know, something that's really greasy. Um, but yeah, usually just a good um, solid uh, dog meal would be something I'd give them. Pork rinds can't be good for humans, can they? You know, I don't know. I think anything in moderation. Um, you know, I just you know you gotta watch. There's a lot of salt in these suckers. If you've ever, I can't say I've eaten a full bag because. I usually get greasified a mouth after a while, but they really do make you thirsty. So, um, you know, that would be the other thing for Jim to be ready for. Lots of drinking and lots of pee in there. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> Have you given your dog the gift of time? As many as half of all dogs have their active lives cut short by arthritis. Give your dog the gift of a long, healthy, active life. Give your dog Lubricin. Lubricin's oral joint supplement acts as a natural lubricant, ending your pet's discomfort. Lubricin has a formula for you, your pets, and your horses. Tastes great, and animals love it. Visit them at www.lubricin.com. That's L-U-B-R-I-S-Y-N.com. 
If you want to work until you drop, reduce your standard of living in retirement or lose more of your hard-earned money in the stock market, then just ignore me. But if you'd like to generate a steady, predictable income, I'm talking real wealth and financial security for as long as you live, then listen to this. A free report is now available that reveals the money-making secrets Wall Street and the banks don't want you to know. This report reveals how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your hard-earned money in the Wall Street casino. How you can bypass banks and credit cards and become your own source of financing. And how to get the money you need when you need it, simply by asking for it. This is the best way to have a 100% secure retirement and know your money will last as long as you do. And it beats the pants off any IRA or 401k. To learn more about this method and to get your free special report, visit bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. www.bankonyourself.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know what PETA always does is, but let me explain the story. The lives of 1,600 sea bass were killed last year in a Southern California car crash, and PETA wants them to be remembered with a sign at the crash site. That's the view, at least, of a PETA volunteer. A truck carrying a load of live saltwater bass to a market was involved in the three-car crash on October 11th. The large tank holding the fish cracked, and it caused the fish to suffocate. Dina Corda wrote to the Irvine Public Works Department, and she asked for the memorial sign that would be erected right at the crash site so people could recognize the suffering of the fish. Well, a city spokesman told the L.A. Times, you know what, we don't have any plans to do that. They are always, they always do that. Bees die, whatever, you know, they get smushed by trucks. They, they want that sign put up there. A British man says he and his wife recently ran into a thieving fox who apparently couldn't handle the guilt. Jeremy Clark told Brighton's Argus newspaper they were getting out of their car in a parking lot when this fox walked up to them. This kind of sounds like the gingerbread story when you were a kid. Remember the, the fox ran off with part of the whatever and they were chasing it? Clark says the animal let out a feeble yelp and then grabbed his wife's purse and ran off into the bushes with all of her possessions hanging from his mouth. Clark started to run after the fox, but eventually realized it was useless to catch up with him. However, the furry thief soon came back slinking to Clark, dropped the bag at his feet, and disappeared into the bushes again. I think I would like to see video of that. The U.S. pet industry is set to rake in a record $53 billion this year, despite sluggish overall consumer demand, according to a report by the brokerage firm Convergex. Spending on pets stood at $37.3 billion in 2001. It's grown steadily since. This year, sales of pet products and services expected to total $52.9 billion. That's a 42% increase over 2001. Now, according to the report, the total lifetime cost of owning a small to medium-sized dog, that ranges from 7240 bucks to 12700 And the lifetime cost of a cat, 8620 
to $11,275. The report points out that since 2008 in particular, the cost of keeping a pet has surged above the rate of inflation. While the price of pets themselves, as well as supplies and accessories, are getting comparatively cheaper, the prices of vet and other pet services and pet food all rising at a pace greater than the rate of inflation. It costs a lot to keep an animal these days. I mean, uh, I know my dogs. If you have to go to the vet, 250 bucks, no matter what. And then you want to buy the treats and everything. It costs a lot of money. And they know that you'll spend money on toys. So it used to be like when you went into Toys R Us or something, your kids would scream for a toy or they'd put something by the aisles when you're checking out. They do it now for dogs and cats. You can't help it. You want to buy them something cute. Well, Christmas is coming. That's what you need to tell them. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. This is Judy from Animal. Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. Ladies, how many pounds have you gained since you turned 40? If you're like most women, probably 10 or more. But hundreds of thousands of women have discovered the secret to losing weight after 40. It's called Amberin, and it's an advanced natural product clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss for women over 40 without significant lifestyle changes. You can try Amberin absolutely risk-free and get a one-month supply free by calling 1-800-685-0205. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Amberin balances hormones naturally, so the extra weight can fall right off. Yes, even that stubborn tummy fat. Plus, Amberin relieves other symptoms of hormonal imbalance, like hot flashes, night sweats, low libido, sleeplessness, and more. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so call now. 1-800-685-0205. That's 1-800-685-0205. Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets toll free one eight six six four oh five eight four oh five I have learned so much from this show today. First of all, came in a giddy mood all together because of Thanksgiving, just getting ready for that. All the uh, I think it's the sugar in the break room. There's a lot of sugar in the break room, and we've been imbibing. But I've learned so much. I've learned on today's show, get this, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, possibly a cross-dresser. This, 
Well, this is Rudolph. Yeah, this yeah. according to Doctor Debbie who tells us that these reindeer are are female reindeers that have the, the the antlers like Rudolph. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Come come December, if they haven't dropped their uh, their antlers, they are probably a pregnant female. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I got to tell you, this is uh, not good. Uh, we also learned that we're all going to die from a zoonotic disease, Stop probably. It. Well, that's what this, the author said. Uh, we learned that uh, from Joey, of course. We learned that uh, to be in this year, your dog should be wearing faux fur. And that's you right. actually, are you do you have actually any faux fur for your dog? Are you? Uh, yes, yes. My wife actually, actually, my wife came home with four um, coats. Um, I don't know. I think it was either from Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus. I don't know. And, oh and um, you know, she's the fashionista, so she's the one that that keeps me abreast of what these trends are. And um, you know, she's telling me that um, that you know, fur fur is in, fake fur, fur is, is in. in for dogs. So you know, I'm I, sure it's faux fur though, not real. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. I would do. I would dress like. I would tell you, Actually, they're nicer than my coats. They're nicer than my coats is what really pisses me off. You know, <laughs> you're probably saying to yourself, "Can the show get any better?" Well, hell yeah, <laughs> uh, we we have <laughs> we have our regular yearly guest just before Thanksgiving, John O'Hurley, joining us. John, welcome to this craziness. <laughs> I've been listening to you for the last five minutes. It is. I don't know that I can improve on this. <laughs> I w- I'll tell you. I'll tell. Well, now we're getting all very excited. Of course, what I do every New Year, or excuse me, every Thanksgiving, instead of the football or anything like that, I turn over just like twenty million other people to watch the National Dog Show. On NBC, and now you've been doing this. Are we going to say eleven years? How long have Hello, you been? This is our eleventh year. They were. They told me the other day we're putting. We're entering our second decade, and boy, nothing made me feel older than that. Oh my gosh! So you're going to be like the Santa Claus of Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, when we think of Thanksgiving, we're going to think of John. It, well, it's, uh, it's more important that you think about the uh, the 2,000 dogs that we'll have there that day. They, they're the stars of that. David and I stay nice and uh, well into the distance. I, I didn't realize there was 2,000 dogs that participate in that? Holy yeah, moly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the second. Uh, I would say it's uh, that in Westminster, the two, uh, at least the domestic, uh, in terms of pre- uh, prestigious titles that you can win. I would say those are the two top. Yeah, but, they really uh, cut, and, cut it down for TV. We don't see it. Yeah, we only, we only see. Well, yeah. you don't have a chance. You know, we have to we have to kind of take seven hours of a show and and uh, and, and reduce it to two so that we can uh, show it for that in that wonderful little time between uh, the Thanksgiving Day parade and, and football. I didn't realize that you had to sit there for seven hours and do this, but it's not the world's yeah. worst job. Does it smell like wet dog around there? I mean, two thousand <laughs> dogs has got to stink, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't at all. It's it's, it's a wonderfully hygienic place. Uh, it's amazing uh, that. Uh, uh, the dogs and the owners. Well, I mean, just you know, show dogs are are prepared to be that. They're prepared to be show dogs. You don't get, uh, you know, you don't get back alley behavior out of uh, out of dogs that have been uh, well bred. And uh, it's uh, it's although we did have, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> About uh, eight years ago now, the uh, the one of the big Tobermans came in in the best in show category, and during that show, he stopped as he was uh, making his move around the ring. He stopped right in front of the NBC booth where David and I. Uh, we're sitting, and he looked at both of us, and almost as though it was a critical comment, he squatted down and left us a with a Great Dane-sized mound. Oh. <laughs> well, you guys, you know, you're a great team, you and David Fry. David's kind of, uh, well, he's a little geeky. He knows a lot about the, the breeds and all of that stuff. And you, No you, one knows more about dogs than David Fry. And you provide the levity, the uh, what I'm thinking usually you say. So you make a great team when you do that. Oh, we had so much fun. Well, you know, it's... 
it's, you know, the Westminster really has three days to take you through the moment by moment as it happens. We don't have that amount of time. We have, we've got to provide an entertainment vehicle for two hours, uh, on, on a, on a day when everybody's, you know, kind of sitting around the TV, but they've got to get turkey done. They've got other things to do. So, you know, we're kind of competing in, in a smaller pack, package of time. So it's, uh, we have to make it palatable and uh, and still uh, something that's enjoyable and educational. Mm. You do. And, and John, I got to ask you, I mean, obviously you're a pro, you've been doing this for so long, but are, are there any like breeds that you kind of get tongue-tied on <laughs> introducing or talking about? Well, you know, fortunately I leave uh, most of that to uh, <laughs> to uh, the uh, we had the uh, see, uh, oh my goodness, you're gonna, I'm going to because I haven't pronounced it in almost a year, it begins with an X. The the, um, the Mexican the X- Wait, What's it called, uh, Joey? Joey? A Sholo. Sholo? Sholo. A Hellas dog. Sholo I had to rehearse that for about five years. <laughs> <laughs> this year, though, it should be a little bit easier. You have the, uh, you're adding the Russell Terrier to the, uh, uh the Russell Terrier and then the Treeing Walking Coonhound. What? If you can't think of a name. Yeah, the Treeing, it's a Coonhound. It's like a, you know, it, it, if you look at it, it looks like a beagle that got the extra long legs. Um, <laughs> it, and, and it's an adorable dog and, uh, in, in terms of function, a great, uh, you know, they're, they're historically great hunting dogs and a very popular breed. Uh, they have just become a show breed, accepted once again into the show circles with a large enough uh, following. Great dogs, and, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do very well this year. Always fun stuff. Let's go home now. Let's. Uh, what about uh, Sadie and Lucy? How are they doing? Oh, thanks for asking. They are they are very funny. We're actually uh, filming. Uh, they're going to be stars of a little show this week. They're coming in and doing oh, really? a pilot on celebrity dogs. So they're going to ah. be. Uh, oh. I don't realize it yet, but uh, towards the end of the week, they're going to be at the house in L.A. and they're going to be uh, filming the two of them. And they want to know something different. So every night we uh, we feed Lucy up on the uh, um, outdoor picnic table. She wants to be elevated when she eats. So that's her little spot. So that's where she'll have her her moment on television. Oh no! Okay, is this for is this for the dog show or is this for Perina? What are you doing with it? What's the no? Whole... This is a whole other thing. There's, oh. a, there's a, a new pet show that's going to be coming up, and it's all on celebrity dogs. It's uh, I don't know what it is. I. I don't know much about it. They'll, uh, I'm sure, feed me more info as the week goes on. I certainly hope wow. so. Well, those guys are becoming stars there. You know, hey, uh, one of the things we're going to uh, lay into the show this year a little bit of is uh, Purina's new as an interesting program, and it's kind of it might be a fun thing for you guys to talk about. As, Definitely, as a subject. It's uh, it's making your business more dog friendly. Oh, really? And what I mean by that is, uh, I went down to Purina to do some uh, shooting for the uh, dog show recently. And I went in there, and they allow dogs at work. So when you walk into Purina, the headquarters, you'll see four or five hundred people accompanied by two or three hundred dogs. It's amazing in all sizes. In the meetings that you see, these glassed-in conference rooms, there are half a dozen dogs that are sleeping on the floor. It's an amazing concept. And, you know, they've been working it through, and there are several other businesses around the country that are moving towards this idea oh, yeah. of making your dog, making your business more dog-friendly. And, and i got to tell you, it, it changes the demeanor of the workspace. Everybody's happier and Everybody's got a smile on their face. It takes that kind of, it kind of rounds off all the edges of the normal work day. And I think it's kind of fun, a fun idea. Well, you know, I think about animal radio. We get to bring our animals in. And I, I forget there's people that don't get to bring their animals to work. Everyone's a little more relaxed. Oh, I think it just does. I think unconsciously it does wonderful things for business. You're listening to Animal Radio. Hey, it's
Sports Animal Radio, my friend. If you just joined us, John O'Hurley, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld, and of course, host of the National Dog Show on NBC, joining us, and we're talking about bringing our pets to work. I think it's a great idea. I think it does, for the right workspace, I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, obviously, but if, if it does, I think it pays great dividends because people, I think, are just calmer, kinder, gentler, and, and I think they're at their best when they're around their dogs. Mm-hmm. I notice more businesses are also becoming dog-friendly, and I think they're realizing, well, hey, this is a $50 billion-a-year industry. How can we be a part of that? More and more restaurants have seating for dogs outside. There's a town right up the street, Cambria. All the stores there, you bring in the dog, they have little uh, dishes outside the door with water and Mm -hmm. treats. They're really encouraging people to bring their dogs in. I think that's a good move. And the airline with the service dog uh, applications now are... You know, becoming certainly more dog friendly, which is great. Actually, I, my my wife just had me certified as a uh, a service husband, so I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm now able to uh, now sit with her. That works for us, John. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will of course be checking you out. That is uh, this Thursday from noon to two p.m. in all time zones on NBC. It's right after the Macy's parade. What are you doing besides this? Any new books or anything? Uh, I just finished a, a long tour of the musical uh, Chicago with Christy Brinkley. Wow! And uh, we've been doing that for quite a bit and uh, then uh, I'm going to start yeah I've got a new book in the uh, in outline form right now it's called The Peterman Guide to the Extraordinary Life oh it uh, sounds a wonderful a lot of fun to write oh Mr. Peterman I'm so excited <laughs> I couldn't wait for you to say something like I got a little extra money here and being that you got an inside scoop with this dog show you know where would the smart money go if I was putting on one of these dogs <laughs> this is a good question listen you're asking the wrong guy in 11 years I I picked the Irish setter uh, two years ago correctly and that's the last, that's the first time that I've even come close <laughs> there you go. John O'Hurley, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you this Thursday on NBC. Uh, let's head back to the phones, one 405 Crack me up, Joey. <laughs> Hi, Jack. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. What's up? Hey, I recently adopted an animal, which I wound up rescuing a beagle. His name is Norman. He's about seven years old. And I'm a little unsure where he's at because of his history. He was previously owned by a 90-year-old man who passed, and the man's family turned the dog out on its own. And a local SCCA found him and contacted a family who said, well, this isn't our animal, we don't care about it, and you do whatever you want to do with it. I found him, we met, and I adopted him. But he seems to have some anxiety and some uh, things going on that I'm not quite sure how to understand. So I wanted to find out if somebody could get in touch with what's around him and and kind of give me an idea of what's going on with him and where he's at, how he's feeling. You've called the right place. Joy, what do you think? Absolutely. I'm happy to help you with that, Jack. That boy is so dejected feeling. He feels like he had this person that really loved him, and then all of a sudden he was worth garbage. And the people just didn't care about him, and he was passed around, and he was left on his own. He felt, when they turned him out, he really felt they put him out there to die. Those were the visions that I got. Yeah, and you can see that all of that, I I mean, even for a human, that would make a mental trauma for this poor boy. He needs to have reassurance from you on a fairly consistent basis. I would do with him just like you would do with a human child. And you would say things like, gee, honey, I know it's been so terrible. I know that was so bad. I know those people were so mean. You have no idea why humans can be so mean sometimes. But I'm here now for you. 
Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, don't do that, don't do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me, go ahead. Animal radio, Brett Michaels animal radio. You got it, I knew the animal radio, like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels, you're listening to animal radio, and take care of your pets, they will rock your world. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Brought to you by Vetrison, one-step wound and skin care products for hot spots, cuts, scratches, even rashes. Vetrison is non-toxic. It's safe for puppies and kittens. You want to learn more, head on over to Vetrison.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N. Dot com And you're going to give away some? I'm giving away more. I know okay. it never five ends. Bottles? Okay. We got another five bottles. This every- is a must You know, this is good yeah. stuff. All right, it's Vinnie Penn coming at you again on Animal Radio with the Party Animal segment. I know a lot of you out there listening are, are, are pet lovers to like the 10th degree. And uh, I've heard this story a million times before where some somehow people wind up having the same hairdo as their pet. And I have seen funny photos on Jay Leno, not that I watch that show regularly or wherever, um, but I've never seen it live and in person until the other day. I was picking my son up at daycare in a neighborhood uh, that I don't really go to. And I've, I've heard the legend of this woman. She was out walking her dog. And listen... The hairdo was, it was so identical, it could, it has to have been done on purpose. She has to be taking a picture of her dog. They even had like the same ribbon or whatever in their hair. She has to be going to her salon and saying, could you make me look like this? To which the stylist must say, well, God already took care of the face. (laughs) Are you out there really doing this? Doing your hair like your dog's or doing your dog's hair like yours? This is terrifying. This is a movement that need be stopped. As a matter of fact, why don't you inundate the the animal radio, the general, or Hal Abrams uh, inbox, as a matter of fact, with photos? Maybe we could start posting the, the ones who have a contest of sorts. And the prize could be therapy. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. It's getting near Christmas. I know Thanksgiving isn't here yet. Well, we're giving all kinds of great stuff away. And right now, a Frolicad bundle, which includes the Frolicad bolt. The Frolicat Twitch and the Frolicat Dart. And you've heard us talking about them before. We actually have more fun than I think humans are allowed to have with cat toys. We'll uh, turn, the, <laughs> turn the lights off in the studio and we'll uh, turn on the Frolicat Bolt. So you know, I see people playing in the studio with it, and they don't even have cats. They're playing with it. This is, and so it's you know how your cats toy. are going to love it. The yeah. cats go crazy over it. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, even goes crazy <laughs> over it. But she thinks she's the cat. Yeah, she does. Uh, the Bolt, which is an interactive laser toy. Provides hours of fun. The Twitch automatically bounces and swings an enticing teaser toy. And the Dart is an automatic rotating laser light. This bundle is yours for being caller number one right now at one 405 8405 is the website where you can learn more about this and pick one up. F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T dot com. 
Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Let's go to J.C. right now, who wants to talk to Dr. Deb. Hey, J.C. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, say, I got a small Datsun. Uh, she's about 10 pounds. Uh, she's about 10 pounds. And, okay. and, and I heard that if you give chewing tobacco uh, to the dog, is that true that takes the tapeworm out? No, oh no, no, no. Okay, so no, this is a, a very um, common like old wives' tale that's out there. This is this is a fallacy. So we don't want to give any kind of tobacco to dogs. It actually is toxic to them. Now, where this ever came from, you know. Most nicotine, when it's given to animals, if they ingest it, it, it'll cause vomiting. So maybe in a pet who has worms, you know, by giving them a tobacco product, you'd see them vomit the worm up. Now, that doesn't mean you're curing them of this problem. You're just going to actually make a bigger problem for this baby. So, so no, we... We need to get into using a typical um, uh, deworming product. Now, you mentioned, is it tapeworms? Is that what you're worried about? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you're seeing the little um, rice-like segments along the, the butt area that are dried up on the fur. Is that what you're getting? Yes, yes, yes. So there definitely are some products that we can use. I would direct you to your veterinarian um, because a lot of times you won't get the right ones if you're going over the counter. Um, but there's some different ones. Um, there's one called Drontol, um, and then there's another that's um, Fenbendazole that we can use. Those would be some of the different um, products that I might look at. But you want to get get that taken care of the proper way. And then also... Important to note, tapeworms are linked in their life cycle with fleas. So if you're in a flea endemic area, you also need to make sure you're tackling those fleas to get rid of those guys. All righty. Thank you so much. First time listener, and I appreciate that info. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. It's always great to hear first-time listeners listening to Animal Radio after 12 years. This is our 12th year, and uh, we're getting new listeners all the time. We appreciate it. one 405 Remember, you can send us your questions at your voice at animalradio.com. Call in toll-free to the toll-free number. You can even uh, tweet us your questions at Animal Radio. Uh, by the way, if you sign up for our tweet feed, you'll get all the recalls and the latest news. And over at Facebook at Animal Radio. And do not forget the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. Uh, download that puppy now. You can even ask your questions right from there. That was a wild one. But that was a fun one. Kind of yeah. nice, simple, straightforward question. I like that. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. It's one of those old, old it's like given kerosene. Or there's all sorts of things you can hear about. Well, how do, on top of how do you get your dog to chew the tobacco? I mean, that's kind of, you know, wouldn't they swallow it? Or do they keep it in their lips? Right? Pouch? Or, uh, let's see. Looking for Dr. Debbie's book notes. Where is it? Why don't I have it? Oh, one? you're looking for that stack of the Yorkies, Pug, Shih Tzus, and Mini Schnauzers? Yes. Yes. It's how to be your dog's best friend. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, get the inside tip from the veterinarian on care, preventative care, oh, nutrition, behavior. Check it out. Yeah. It's all over at Amazon.com. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Gobble. Thanksgiving. Gobble. This is Animal Radio Network.